Hey everybody, this is Main Life. I'm your good friend, Main Beard. It's a gorgeous night out for being late November. Definitely has a September feeling, a little bit chillier, but quiet. Stars. It's nice out here. There's no real threat of porcupines because it's going to be freezing tomorrow, so. Anyway. Been uh, thinking a lot about. Uh, it's heavy on me now. I was just watching uh, The Punisher on Netflix, and uh, I'm up to. I have one episode left. So, I'm not going to talk about anything spoiler wise, just core concepts of The Punisher. So, no spoilers. The Punisher, for me, has always been one of my favorite um, Marvel characters. And to see it brought to another screen, you know, is, is always... It's always nice to see... You know, the things you love, the comic books, the, the stories, the, the ones you grew up with. Or that just the stories you love, the movies you like, the books you like, whatever. It's nice when they get uh, created again sometimes, and sometimes it's awful. <laughs> um, like an example of awful would be um, like reinventing classics. Like... I'm going to say Ninja Turtles. Like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles remake, I refuse to watch because the first one was so great. Um, or, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like, the new one. Like, I know you can get closer to the original story, and but there's something about comic books, I think, that allows for reinvention, reintroduction, and... and and I'm okay with that as a core concept. But there's something about the Punisher that has always been true. Spider-Man has superpowers. Uh, if we stick with Netflix, uh, Jessica Jones has superpowers. Luke Cage has superpowers. You know, their superpower is like super strength. They're, they're like bulletproof or, you know, Daredevil has heightened awarenesses, you know, so he's got crazy insane balance and agility, and like, so they're all like heightened something, and the Punisher, Frank Castle, is, um, like, he's not, he, he's a very exaggerated, aggressive person, but he's, uh, he's a Marine, right, he is us, not that we're all Marines, but you know, he's not, there's nothing special about him other than he's, he's a really dedicated soldier, uh, Marine, and he's been highly trained, and, you know, they took that away from him. They, they took everything, like, if you're not familiar with the Punisher story, he's kind of on his own, he doesn't have his family anymore, um, if you know nothing about it, I don't want to tell you how that happens, because it's a key plot point, but, um, that's kind of like saying Spider-Man was bitten by a radioactive spider. 
Um, it's that obvious, but if you don't know it in Punisher, I'm not going to be the one to spoil it for you, but his family's not there anymore. And so he goes out to punish the bad guys. And it's brilliant. I love it. So, anyway, I think Netflix is doing a great job. And initially I was upset that he wasn't featured more in some of the other... Like when they were doing all the, the... the Defenders shows individually. There's a lot of characters that make cameos in a couple of the ones. And and I was wondering, like, why is the Punisher not in any of these? And I think it's I think they made the right choice. He only makes one pop-up appearance in, in Daredevil when he's introduced. But um, he stands alone, more firmly grounded in reality. There's no suspension of disbelief other than he's just a really good fighter, which... I believe there's people out there like him. So one thing I like about... I'll say this uh, iteration of the Punisher, Netflix's version of the Punisher, and, and the broadly, uh, I mentioned uh, previously, uh, I think it's the, the comic books um, endear themselves to reinvention more so than other stories. Uh, because uh, comic books themselves reinvent themselves. Um, you know, when I was growing up, there was, like, to my knowledge, like, three, four, five different, like, iterations of Spider-Man, and, um, you know, I was not in a comic book heyday. <laughs> like, they just, like, ventured off, and there was one, at one point in time, Spider-Man 2099, where he, like, grew little hooks out of his fingers, and, like, there's some weird stuff out there. Um... Comic books are, are the whole franchise, the whole existence of them. The whole point is what if. Um, and I love that. So, The Punisher. Um, this iteration of it with Netflix and them telling uh, a bit about his origin story and how he, you know, this story arc is a lot more... I'd say modern, which is great. It reintroduces his story to a, a, cr a group of people that might not be familiar with it, but, you know, instead of going off to, you know, whatever war, you know, the Vietnam or something when the story was reintroduced previously, or, you know, like just a generic war, you know, he's going off to Iraq and Iran and places we've actually been fighting in more recently, and you know, they have more modern technologies than existed when the comic books were made, and, you know, so I think they did a really good job modernizing it and adapting it, because I think the story, while unique, is timeless, yeah, because it's not, what if you had superpowers, it's, what if you were highly skilled, right? And we all like, we all have skills. Hopefully our skills aren't, you know, just like being trained to kill everybody. But when you're a Marine, I don't, you know, I have great respect for the armed forces. But, um, you know, I don't know anything about that. So I don't want to say anything ignorant. But, um, you know, his skill is that he's highly trained and dedicated and he's the best. And that's something I think we all can relate to. We're all the best at something, right? I think so.
you know, my, my something might be I make the best mashed potatoes, <laughs> you know, um, but there's something, and you can relate to that, that I'm the best, and, and then, you know, also, that what would you do if you were the best at something, and that something brought justice and, and vengeance for, for your family being taken and killed, like, who wouldn't want vengeance? Like, his story is pure, just revenge tale, but it's a human element, and it's entirely relatable, and, you know, the will to live, the will to act, it's all things I think we would want to see in ourselves. It's good storytelling, I gotta tell you. And, uh, I love the fact that there's not really a lot of suspension of disbelief in this. There's not ninjas, and there's not giant tunnels digging through, a, you know, New York City that nobody's detected. Um, like in like in the Defenders, where they're just like trying to find old, you know, like that was like okay, in a world where the end of the world is happening, the only these people can, it's like, it's just such a cliche, and it's great to watch, and there's a lot of cool action sequences when they do the fighting and the martial arts, and, but, this, you, know, you give a highly trained marine a bunch of guns and weapons, and, and point them in a direction, and then watch what happens, it's, it's, uh, it's entertaining to me, anyway. So it's weighing heavy on my mind, because they're going through a lot of emotional stuff with him, and, how he's, you know, dealing with the loss of his family, and it's like, what if that were my family? How horrible would I feel? And it's tough, but that's good storytelling. One thing, um, let's pick up the pick up the mic here. It's not coming through as clearly as I wanted to before, but one thing I think they did really well in the Netflix version, as opposed to others, is give an accurate representation of the military training and the background story to what leads him to become the Punisher. Um, he's not just a vigilante. He, he has reasons. He has a code. He has... I don't want to say a purpose, but he has his reasons and a higher calling that he's trying to sort out. That's one thing that I think... Um, I think, and a lot of people think, we're lacking in the um, the early 2000s version with Thomas Jane as the Punisher. And, and I think that film did a great job. I think it was a little bit too kitschy, kooky, almost, like comic booky. Um, there's a bit more humor in it than I think the character, the story, the comics um, entail, that I, at least as far as I can recall. But a lot of times major motion pictures are you know, very watered down, you know, the lowest common denominator of whatever story they're telling to appeal to the widest variety of people. So, like, that was okay with me. Like, I, th I was glad it was on the big screen. I think Thomas Jane did a really good job of it. I think his humor, or, you know, that was written to the story was a little bit tad more humorous than the character, but I think it was acceptable within the range. He was having a humorous time. Um... I didn't see the one after that. It was... I don't know anything about that one, to be honest. It just... 
I was upset they did another version without Thomas Jane so quickly. Um, you know, just a couple of years later, and I never got around to seeing it. But the Thomas Jane version, I did watch some of the snippets, you know, the featurettes on the film. And uh, I can recall hearing the director speaking about wanting to have in more of the wartime experience and the stories and creating the idea that he is a fully fleshed character, not just hellbent on destruction, but, you know, he hurts, he's hurting, and his actions are a result of that, and he's trying to fix the things that need fixing because the system failed him and continued to fail others. He's trying to make it right. I think everybody can relate to trying to make it right. So, like all in all, like I, I like all the Punisher stories, but I think the Netflix one is doing a, a really, really good job of staying true to the character, and I'll be interested to see where it goes from here. And I gotta say, the actor, um, his name is escaping me, which is really silly, because I'm a big fan of his. <laughs> uh, John Bernthal, that's it. Um, my first introduction to John Bernthal was only as the Punisher, <laughs> that I could recognize him in anything, um, and that is in Daredevil. So, and then I realized that other films I've seen him act in, um, and he, he has that just Punisher-esque feel to him. All Like, you can't not... If you see him as the Punisher, you can't not see the Punisher. Like, he's hiding covertly in other films. Um, and even when he was in The Walking Dead, John Bernthal was... I mean, it was just... There's a scene in The Walking Dead in season two, I think it is, or whatever, where he's instructing one of the other... One of the women on how to shoot. Um, just like target shooting, because he's like... He was a cop. He was a military guy. Um, and he's a really highly skilled shooter, and they're like, he's screaming at her to like pump up the intensity. He's like, no, moving targets, you gotta get them. And he's just, like, the log is going back and forth, and he's like, my blood's pumping, bam, drills it. And he's just like, bam, 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 just every shot is perfect. And it's like, god damn, that's the Punisher. I had seen him as this before, but I was like, there's no, there was no other person more perfect for this role than him, than any other actor I've seen. So. It might be tough for him to escape if he wants to do something else, but so far I think he's doing a great job. I think that's going to be all I have to say about The Punisher for now. It's been about 15 minutes of rambling about comic book story and various film and TV adaptations, so if you have any comments, I don't know, call in, tweet me. You know how to find me. Peace.